0: so welcome to monkey and frank my name is Doe. my body's Tom, and lauren is back to have a conversation how are you i'm
1: good how are you i'm happy to be back
0: (laughs) same same here uh so (laughs) i've got a lot of questions first of all you said that you're going back to ayahuasca like in july i am (laughs) what made you want to go
1: I have been feeling so called to work with ayahuasca lately. And she, she kind of like came into a few of my meditations and she said, like, the invitation is there. It's not urgent, but like the invitation is there when you feel called or when you feel ready. Um, And just the other day, it was like, (laughs) it just popped into my head that I had to be there on seven, seven, two, one. So July 7th, I was like, I don't know why seven, seven, two, one is just one of like my biggest angel numbers. And I was like, I need to be in Peru at that time. And I kept like, I kept feeling just like I wanted to go home. Like the Amazon is probably the place I felt most at home, like my entire life. And it was just kind of like this breakdown the other day where I was like, I need to go back, um, And I do feel called to work with ayahuasca at this time, but it's also just being back in the Amazon and in that like energy. And so I, I booked it today and I'm so pumped.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Like are the, are the States like, what what are the the rules in the States? Like, are you guys able to travel back and then come back and just do a test when you come back and then go home and do like a self-quarantine? How does it work there?
1: So I still have to look into the quarantining rules, but I know the Peru's borders are open for yeah. U.S. citizens. And um, I have a friend that's actually there right now and she's going to Ecuador after. Um, so I know Ecuador's borders are open as well. Um, I know you need to take a test um, or a COVID like, test within like 72 hours of um, going to Peru and it has to be like a negative result and you have to like carry that result with you. Um, and I'm pretty sure you I still have to do more research into that. I think you might have to take one when you get back and then self-quarantine, but I'm not hundred percent positive.
0: Us Canada, man, they're insane. Like they want us to do a test for it to return negative before boarding the plane. And mm. then another test when you get to the here but uh you cannot go back home you have to go to a hotel that they like prescribed and it's super expensive and a lot of people have been coming out with like bills of like two thousand dollars just for traveling like on top of uh, oh my gosh these restrictions they're insane man they're insane I, like yeah. um, <laughs> I, I i'm gonna be back in the juggle as soon as they stop being so insane yeah. oh man i hear you what kind of dreams, like how do you see mother in your dreams? Like if you have a form or is just like a message?
1: Um. So I honestly, I don't have that many dreams where ayahuasca comes. Well, no, I've had a few. Um, and usually it's like I'm in the Amazon and I can just hear her voice. Um, it's like a very like beautiful woman's voice. Um, but sometimes I'll see like a, the serpent, which is definitely ayahuasca for me. That's kind of like how she shows up. Um, sometimes she'll show up as like a tarantula also nice. um, but usually in my dreams it's not so much ayahuasca but when I'm doing like shamanic journeys or just meditating like I can hear her or I'll see her like in her different forms or I can just feel her energy come in especially if I'm working on clients um, I can feel her like come in and kind of like assist in like my healing sessions
0: oh that's amazing yeah that is so cool. And are you still sober?
1: Um, so <laughs> I did my year of sobriety. And then I, I was like, well, maybe I can go back to like drinking occasionally. And I had like one glass of wine, and I thought I was gonna puke like it was like, my body just rejected it. Um, and I-, I, yeah, it was really weird. And I was like, well maybe it's just just wine you know so I tried like again and I had like a drink with tequila in it and again like my body just felt awful and so I I, like I just kind of took it as a message like that chapter of my life is done and like I'm not saying I'll never drink again but at this time I still feel like it's not not something that I need in my life it's not necessarily good for me it's not help it's not like helping me gain anything so I don't really want to use alcohol um I have started working with marijuana again and that has been amazing like <laughs>
0: that's I the think, one I'm talking about like I thought I met more like in that uh yeah correct. because cannabis is so amazing but at the same time like I, I would want to do it all the time how do you like, yeah how do, how do um, you control it are you able to manage it like just a couple of days here and there or
1: yeah um Honestly, like after, like, I think when I was like 17 or 18, I was really abusing cannabis where I was smoking, like, like almost two ounces a week, (laughs) Um, which is a lot for me, I guess. (laughs) And honestly, like after, like my first ayahuasca experiences, I was like, okay, like I'm not using this as a plant medicine anymore. That's just numbing. Um, And after that, it was like so much more manageable I never felt like addicted to cannabis after that and now like I've just been using it especially at night because I kind of feel like (laughs) almost useless if I use it during the day um like I really just want to be like
0: laying down (laughs) laying
1: down focusing on my body like being like more like internally focused And if it's like during the day, I feel like I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to do any of my work. I just want to like focus on myself. And so it's great at night and it has just been making me feel so empowered and so loved. And like, it's brought my like self-love to like a new height and just like feeling good in this body. I think like for me, I struggle a lot or I have in the past with like, coming to terms with being a human, if that makes sense, being in, like, a physical body has not always been easy for me. I think, like, I'm very much so, like, head up in the clouds, like, daydreaming, like, wanting to, like, (laughs) go back to some alien incarnations, and it's, it's hard in the physical plane to, like, know that, like, I am just a soul having a physical experience, but still wanting that like kind of like eternal bliss, like, like how you were talking about like Sapo land, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think like weed has really helped me like kind of ground back into my physical body and enjoy this physical plane more. So like when I use it as a tool, it's very helpful, but I do know that like, I do have like an addictive personality and if I'm not like monitoring it it can start to be just like numbing
0: yeah I hear you and the idea of like knowing what negativity it brings kind of thing in your life
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah no for sure I hear that
1: are you still sober are you using cannabis
0: I use I use cannabis two days ago and I used it again today and today and uh, again the Last the two weeks, uh, two days ago was uh, solo, and it was uh, amazing. And I've been working on my nose to, to try to be able to breathe better from my nose. And I did this; uh, it had been a I don't know close to four weeks. And it was cold outside. And when I went outside, I went with like just minimal uh, shirt to do the Wim Hof breathing and cold practice. And as I was going, I had the music on. I was just breathing from the nose, and I had such. An incredible and profound um, realization that when you surrender to cold like really um by not being scared of it and just relaxing your body and accepting the feeling of what is it felt like my tip of my fingers and the tip of my toes which were cold um were like roots and were because i was sharing the the pain of like what a tree goes through when like it's cold you know it just is yeah. um and that was pretty, that was amazing. Like, and I had so many more profound experience, but again, like I did it today with a friend and today what was amazing about it is as the friend was talking, I was giving him all of my attention, not just some, like all of it. And for a while, like he was talking about, cause he was on a, on a roll or whatever. And it was like, it was like being, like, uh, <laughs> I almost a Buddha, but um, how did he call it? Just like a, a monk kind of thing where I was just giving him all my attention and my awareness and like all of it, like not just uh, like spiritual and physical uh, with like a courage of uh, like, it's weird. It's like when I grabbed my king, the big warrior, scary guy that she put back into me after Sapo and me, uh, the lover kind of thing. Like when you give all of the awareness with all of your feelings, I was doing that like the entire day and I was really enjoying how she was really reminding me on how fun it is to be here and now, like, uh, because as I'm sober, the here and now gets really boring. And yeah. So I can see like why I'm addicted <laughs> to like, uh, YouTube or Facebook or something, um, that it's, it's e- technology makes you be in the here and now but there's no exchange of energy like you're only but you are here and now though like when you're watching a video of YouTube or a Facebook post and you're browsing like you are here and now not in the future not in the past like you and your app right and I feel like the body loves that when we train our body to go like to those easy things and not like the the teachers like the like meditation or just sitting quietly with yourself or, you know, like the, I don't know, stretching to something productive, uh, like that you don't want to do, like suffering kind of thing. It's, uh, yeah. So the thing with cannabis that it's so, like I want it all the time, like to get those relaxation and understand like, oh, I'm cool. But at the same time, I know that I could smoke all the time and I would just be tired, and it. what's the difference? It's very confusing, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's amazing, though. I think, like, I don't know, it's it's definitely hard to be in the present moment, and so, like, I think, especially for someone who has, like, I personally have, like, ADD, and it's, like, I think marijuana has helped so, so much, like, ground me into the present moment do you feel more present when you're like no, sitting with her so or-
0: yes. not really because cannabis and I are uh we're one like got it when I smoke I don't feel more high It's just the feelings are different my mind is the same like my base of not of being here and now has been like constant for like I would say now seven eight months where I really like uh it's under control. Like, I don't even, it's not even hard to like thinking of the future or anything like is ridiculous. Like for me, it's just gone. Like, I don't, I can never go back. And it's not something that I want to go back. I remember the chaos of having, um, like, cause you have an inner monologue, right. And you talk to it and sometimes it talks to you and you have like imagination and voices and spirits. Yeah. Right. Um, those voices all go away when you, when, you not, when you realize that the entire illusion is not you, like even your body is not you. And when you really accept it and your body gives up on the illusion that everything that you think about matters, like when you stop, let's say just watching the news or letting go of your phone, when you're here and now with your family and then you go see your friends and whatever, like to you, the world is perfect. Like it's weird how Mm -hmm. chaos only exists when you kind of go look for it, as if like I'm building everything. And my entire illusion is just built like like for me by me. All the news is news that I would want to hear because it's the most attractive or whatever. Like it'd be this COVID situation, me traveling, like everything that I'm feeling is all an illusion. And at any point, she could start a war, she could make the moon explode for all like, like any type of funny business magician could start shooting spells and all of it, like what wizards exist and we're under attack. Like I believe in all, like I don't judge anything. Like it's so crazy. Like after you have an experience with ayahuasca, how can you like believe anything else than just like uh, something I want to talk to you about, like when you do ayahuasca, do you realize like, as you're closing your eyes, how focused you are on, the illusion, like how crisp and like you're not distracted you're so here and now that you open up to to all these illusions in your mind did you like really focus on the feeling inside your mind when you're having these crazy sessions
1: um kind of like in the beginning of pretty much like every ayahuasca ceremony like she'll kind of come in and be like silence your mind and that's like when I first take it and I just try and like still my thoughts and see like what comes up but just kind of like not attached to any of it just kind of watch the thoughts like float away um but I like can tell if I'm like getting stuck in a loop almost like where I'm like attaching too much to a certain thought and then I'll like bring myself back to the beginning of the ceremony where I like had to silence my mind Um, so it's definitely been a practice for me is just like re-silencing, re-grounding, like regrouping, um, and then like going back into it, but with, um, a less like attached, um, mindset, I guess sometimes I'll like see certain visuals or I'll see like different things and my mind gets so attached to it that it's, you know, it's like all I can think about in the ceremony. And I almost feel like I'm not learning the full thing, which is. It's interesting because I'm like, usually in ceremonies, I'm like very highly visual where like, I see so many things, but I've had ceremonies where ayahuasca just gave me no visuals and it was all like mental, like thought downloads. And I like, I'm not going to say I prefer it, but like, it definitely was a lot easier for me not to get distracted and for me to get, like, stay more grounded than focusing on different visuals as the like message i guess if that makes sense
0: no it does and i like how you view it like you know your your strength for sure Mm -hmm. and i know what you mean like when mother talks to you like the ayahuasca it's very it's like your inner monologue is so loud i remember it like it was so obvious that it was not me telling me (laughs) to be calm or whatever now i'm very curious to uh because it It's nice that you get the, sometimes like you, you had a few times, right? Where you absolutely lost control and, you know, but the ones where you get the, which ones are more profound when you get just the downloads that easy, you know, or the ones where you really get lost and.
1: Um, I can't say either is more or less profound. I think it comes exactly when I need it and how I need it. Um, I think, you know, usually like my first ceremony after like a while of not working with ayahuasca is pretty like not mild but like less visual less intense um and then like if I do another ceremony soon after like at arcana how there was like four ceremonies like the first one was pretty pretty mild like I still had like visuals but it wasn't that intense whereas like my third ceremony it was like extreme anger
0: yeah.
1: and stuff like that so I think she gives me exactly what I need in the moment and so like I take away so many lessons from every ceremony so it's not necessarily like more or less profound um but it is kind of like how I frame it uh, you I, know or like, yeah <laughs>
0: no for sure everything is meant to be in and, and uh, yeah like the teachings are just uh, perfect but my yep. question then would be like what's your uh, usual amount like on the first day and like, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, if I go back and they ask me how much you want, like, what's the go-to?
1: Um, honestly, like, I don't know if it's like this for everyone, but for me, like, the more I've worked with ayahuasca, like, the less actual medicine I need to get to the same place. It's almost like, like a reverse tolerance for me, oh. um, where it gets, like, smaller and smaller. Um, so, like usually I'll start with like half of like the tiny cup. And if I go for sec or like, if I need seconds, I will go for it. Um, but I usually stay around like the small cup or like less than that uh, every ceremony. And I've had like very like intense ceremonies, but even when I've tried a bigger dose, it doesn't necessarily change the intensity for me as much. Um, I think it's kind of like, same thing like she'll give you exactly what you need and if you're being called to take seconds and she tells you to then do it but if she's like sit with it you know don't push for more I guess you know
0: yeah 100 percent.
1: how much did you take
0: um the first time it was like a quarter cup the second time was half a cup I think and then the third time he gave me a full cup and then uh, the fourth one was half a cup And half a cup was good for the entire trip. Because I think you're right about like reverse tolerance. Uh, Arsh was telling me this, that even when he takes a quarter sometimes that he has to puke to come back to reality to be able to help the participants. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I didn't think about that. I'm excited. (laughs) That is so super cool.
1: I hope borders open up soon for you guys maybe you can come to peru with me
0: oh i wish i will <laughs> i've got two weeks already paid you know i just want. yeah to- so how are you when it comes to um your shame when it comes to looking at other people's eyes and really having a confidence like when you're making a decision and when you're talking to somebody how often are you able to like be the person you want to be, you know, with the shoulders back and a good attitude and with kind of mother and all of your ancestors with you, let's say.
1: It's really interesting that you brought that up. Um, I feel like every time we talk, it's like major synchronicities as to like what's going in, like going on in my life currently. But uh, last Friday I went to my friend Jacqueline's house and She invited this guy, Nikhil, which I had met, like, once, maybe. Um, And usually, like, hanging out with, like, a guy for the first time, like, I always get somewhat on guard. And that's, like, just, you know, healing that I need to do, um, like, on my, like, divine masculine and, like, kind of balancing that out and, like, letting go of that fear. But we did this meditation, and, like, a lot of it was, like, eye-gazing, And at first it was terrifying to me to like make eye contact with someone that I didn't know, especially a man and just, you know, sit in my power and like not be intimidated, not be like scared, but like also having like an open heart. Um, And it benefited me so, so much. And since that experience, like I've been able to like make eye contact, feel very comfortable like in my own skin and like just feeling like safe, walking around, like talking to strangers. I felt super like just open since that. And like, I'm obviously still like protective over my own energy. I'm not just going to (laughs) like give it out to anyone or like necessarily like have that kind of a deep um, like meditation just with like any stranger, but it helped me so much open up and feel more confident. And I think like, especially like me now versus me a few years ago. Like I've seen like the definite growth in my social anxiety, but even just recently within the past week, it's just like a new level of feeling comfortable. And obviously like everyone's going to get anxious sometimes, but instead of me claiming it as just social anxiety or me being awkward, it's like, I question it now. Like are <laughs> my intuition telling me to stay away from this person is that why i'm being quiet around them or am i nervous and like really like reflecting on that rather than just being like oh i'm being weird right now you know more so trusting my instincts and yeah
0: do you have a like a face to your fear like when you talk about your fear uh the feeling of fear or even the, the more simpler question, do you feel like your feelings are your feelings or are they something else that you, you're just seeing? Or do you get attached to your feelings? Well, not that, um, that of course you get attached, like your feelings with your ego is like you guys are one, but do you see it as you? Or do you see it like as those feelings are produced by the body and will die with the body? And when you get on the other side, it's like just all the feelings. Like here, yeah. it's a filter of- the feelings that our trauma are showing us you know
1: more so that I think um they're definitely connected to the body rather than like my actual spirit um I think my social anxiety comes from fear of being physically hurt um and like something happening to my physical body rather than um like a spiritual thing I guess Does that make mm-hmm. sense I don't know if I'm answering the question
0: correctly. Uh, I think you are, but what <laughs> I then my next question would be so let's say fear your fear in general. Have you do you have an archetype in your mind for when that Lauren comes in like that fearful Lauren of like being hurt disfigured or uh, you know that loves her her body and like she has an image, she has a personality like she's angry when um she gets I don't know bruised or maybe punched in the face. I don't know, like afraid, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? um, do you have an archetype? Have you, you know, introduced yourself to an archetype yet for your fear? Because I was talking about that today. You remember the after my Sapo ceremony, she put it all back into me today. Yeah. I had the vision with cannabis of uh, that big gorilla. I don't know if I had shown you the pictures, but when I, and I was like traumatic, actually, I it the flashback came back in my awareness as if like I've seen it in my trip. And I got really scared and I kind of forgot it. And it's showing it to to me today, like through the cannabis ceremony. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, I remember you. I was scared (laughs) of you. Like and but today I saw it like, like, holy shit, it's been a while. since I thought about you, but we're one like. uh, But anyways, that monster for me looked like big arms made out of smoke, pure darkness. And you didn't see really the gorilla. But what you saw. Was a big monster and it was so big and so tall that all you can see was the eyes like far in the back so you had the big arms at the front and far far back was his red eyes and that to me was everything that i had feared everything that i had made a decision because i was afraid like just of everything i was afraid of as well to fall and to get hurt so i never really did sports or i was afraid of making decision or telling a girl really my my feel like all of it and when she put it back into me, she gave it like a, an image. And, and I was talking to a friend and his image is like a big angry bear. And then another friend, uh, her, like uh, something that she faced during a mushroom trip and MDMA was a big dog, like a dark, dark dog that was barking at her like two inches from her face, but she knew that it was like her part, like she was confronting her fear. Did you ever had this experience? And if so, like, does it have a form?
1: Um, yes and no. Um, so I have like a past incarnation of myself. Like I've done like some past life regressions, and I've seen this like particular one. She's like meditating. Um, it's like this big like berserker Viking. Um, and he has like this big, like, uh, like bear skin, like he's wearing like the bear's hat as like a helmet kind of. And I guess like my guys were saying that that was me in a past life. And like, I'll just like kind of call on that, like that image, that archetype, that like Viking scary um, kind of warrior when I'm feeling intimidated, like that power is still within me, like that, that archetype is still me in certain ways obviously I don't look like that presently but like calling on that that image does make me feel empowered and strengthened but I've also had um I think that was my second trip ever on LSD I was in John's bedroom and I saw like I put my hand on the wall and it was completely black and I had like these long claws and I like kind of scratched the wall and it like left like like these scary like blood tracers and like my whole body just felt like this like huge shadow monster um and I think it was kind of like you were saying like all of your fear and trauma built up and it was like kind of like my emotional body at that time like my physical body didn't look like that but my emotional state at that time had this like physical appearance of just this like monster looking thing. Um, And I saw it again when I was on ayahuasca, but it was sitting across from me. And I said, like, he just told me that he was leaving me and that it wasn't a part of me anymore or that I didn't need it. And I remember feeling like I missed it Um, Mm -hmm. like that presence of like that monster. And since then I haven't seen it come back. But I see it less as, like, a monster and more so as, like, a traumatized person that, like, manifested that.
0: A um, hundred yeah. <laughs> like, uh, in my awareness, that monster, like, uh, that she put back into me, she's like, that's you. You need that. And it's true. Like, he's my warrior. He's the guy that, like, I for me, it brought me comfort to know that I was so powerful. Like, this big, angry, like bigger than life monster was so powerful and I knew at this point like I was safe because he had my back but it was still like like I saw him as big but afraid like if you're going to do any type of difficult task or you know violence for love or you know to be able to defend to honor you need to be scared like and the fear humbles you and so the way definitely yeah and as I started to become more and more at peace with him he became more like a, a, a gorilla like a happy gorilla it's like he got smaller and smaller and smaller and more friendly and more friendly and, and now he's yeah. like loose in my awareness he's allowed to feel whatever he wants to feel and I'm gonna observe it with honor but yeah sometimes he goes like it's been a while but like for a while, when I let him loose, I, like I was crying because it, it felt like he was destroying my entire awareness, like he would go destroy these memories. And I'm like, you have fun with every part of my brain. I'm not even thinking of anything like I I don't need anything. Have fun. And he went insane. And then a joker appeared uh, <laughs> when doing kind of the <laughs> ceremony. So, you know, the joker from, uh, well, just a joker from Batman or whatever. Yeah. He went insane. And I was walking, crying with my head up. And it's, it was amazing shame resilience yay
1: (laughs) that's beautiful when you are feeling fear can you like call on that like another archetype
0: well see that's the thing now like I'm past that like I feel fear I feel all the feelings and if I'm here and now let's say fear would come up more I just it's weird like it's the same I just look at it and The one thing like I was thinking, and I love your question. It makes me think is uh, as I'm here and now I notice that I'm bored and sometimes I turn to my phone and I'm like, how can I stay busy? And one of the (laughs) best way to stay busy, I guess, and I wanted to talk to you about that is making spells. Like I love using my imagination to just make spells as I go along. Like it is my reality, it is like a, an illusion from God, from mother. And I lean into it. Like if anybody says you're insane, of course, like we all are, you know, like <laughs> I, I believe in everything. I believe that if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. Like, it, you know, and I'm sure it does, but like, I'm gonna be a good person and that's all that matters. And it, like, when, I, when I'm here and now and I'm not on the outside and I'm spending time with my kids, I'm just me and my kids and it's amazing. And if I'm just spending time with my wife, it's me and my wife. And it's amazing. Like, But making spells, like I enjoy that so much. There's a shame, you know, in it. Like even talking about it, like I make spells. I'm an insane person that loves to have conversation with his archetypes, with his um, ancestors and really go insane and have a conversation. And I'm still being here and now, but like I'm doing something productive that is super spiritual and do you do that like spells
1: all the time (laughs) um not so much spells is in like the witchcraft kind of like sense of it um i haven't learned that much about witchcraft um or like
0: but no me what i'm talking is like as you're living if you get an extreme emotion like shame shame comes up that's an energy that wants to be looked at. And then once you look at that energy, it is an energy and you can use it. So let's say you have extreme fear or extreme, it's the same as, uh, well anyways, I'm gonna, and once that energy comes up inside of you, you're like, oh, now I need to use it. Now it's time to do a spell. And often like as, let's say my wife would say something, and then I get this uh, anger uh, from the past and I see like the injustice and whatever. I see now this energy And instead of getting bothered, it's like, yeah, I get bothered, but then I turn, I turn the botheredness into funny, like just, for example, I think of the uh, awareness funny and I convert that feeling into funny. And then I notice that my wife is going to crack or laugh or something. And then the, everything becomes better because instead of getting attached, that feeling uh, I did. Uh, a spell as it came up i call it a spell but it's like yeah morphing energies or
1: yeah um i like call it alchemizing different like feelings if that makes sense like when i'm feeling like the energy of something heavy like i can alchemize it into like something lighter or something that brings me strength and then that way i do like spells i guess um
0: Okay, cool. I didn't know there was a term for yeah. It.
1: I that's just what I call. It. I I feel like everybody has different terms for it. Um, but yeah, especially like when I am feeling so so sad and like kind of, you know, just like in like processing trauma. Like I I let myself feel it first and like allow myself to feel whatever it needs to feel. Um. But then after I'm done with that, it like, it just kind of naturally alchemizes into like, okay, that's, that's a part of my story in this life. And it made me stronger. Um, so sometimes I don't like even alchemize it in the moment. It just kind of happens, you know?
0: Yeah. If you, I noticed that if you just look at it, it's going to happen. It's an, in its own way often, like, yeah. but the, the pleasure sometimes of having fun with yourself as you're alchemizing is uh, it's pleasurable. Um, yeah just to be silly kind of thing it makes (laughs) uh, you know more light yeah do you do a lot of meditation
1: um so I do (laughs) like different kinds of meditation than like what most people think about when they think of meditation I personally um like I can't just sit there and like for that long and just be fully like, let my thoughts just fade away. I've done it before and it's a great practice and I'll do it occasionally, but personally, like I love shamanic journeying, which is like kind of like a guided meditation. And then they stop, someone stops guiding you and you go on your own and just kind of journey. And it's very, very visual to me. It feels like I'm going on like an actual journey, like an actual mission. It's like meditation, but with an intention to find an answer where you're actually like seeking it out in like the spirit well, like realm or like in your subconscious. Whereas to me, when I think of traditional meditation, I think of sitting and trying to clear your mind of all thoughts instead of seeking out something. Um, I also do like a lot of walking meditation where I do just try and clear my head and like silence my mind, but my body is still physically moving. Um, I think it helps me more to be stimulated by something uh, whether that's walking while trying to clear my thoughts or sitting still but trying to focus on an intention it's it's brought me more results and more peace I guess than traditional meditation techniques if that makes sense
0: well, all, all three of those meditations are super awesome. Like yeah. the the guided meditation, I've been doing the Ram Das one lately and they're just mm-hmm. fun. like, he makes you transform into a Buddha and light. And then you think of somebody else and you give them the light. It's it's like almost like a spell, like you're, the emotion that arises when I'm doing these exercises are so amazing. And, but it all comes back to the same. It's like, it's always about looking at your emotions of, what your yeah your emotions and like your your body sensations to be really in presence um is the key to everything almost and then the breath yeah Yeah, i'm gonna
1: record some guided meditations i'm gonna send them to you like my guides keep walking me through them and then i'll like write them all down so i can like pass them on and oh. I just haven't yet, but there's a few on like shame that I want to share with you sometimes.
0: Yes, please. I love guided meditations. Yeah. I love them so much. <laughs> did I tell you the other day I did a, a guided meditation while on the bathroom? At, and it was amazing. The release and the purging <laughs> was just so great. I've never done that before. I thought, ah, oh, I, I found it. This is so enjoyable. Yeah, uh,
1: that's amazing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was silly oh this kind of is stuff it's on my mind I'm really really happy that it exists yeah I love the the struggle of the paradox of it all like everything is so paradoxical it's do you you play around with paradox
1: yeah um I think I kind of go back and forth between like duality and everything and then everything is just one. Um, It's interesting, I feel like every, like (laughs) all of my spiritual thoughts are like somehow paradoxes or like canceling each other out. (laughs) And it's, I don't know, it's fun for me.
0: (laughs) But it happens in the, sorry, it happens in the real world as well. Like paradox exists both in this 3D meat space and and then in this uh you know spiritual because both of them like they're one but you need to be two to be able to observe the one and with the two you begin like it's it's not like it's forever and yeah it's it makes it so easy to be here and now like there's nothing else but but that and the knowing like of yourself it's so cool
1: yeah Hmm. absolutely would you say that marijuana is um, like your main plant guide or is that like the plant you feel most connected to?
0: Yeah, I would say it's my, like we are one. I've always, yeah. yeah Like it's the one that taught me how to be silent mind, how to train my mind. Because when you smoke cannabis and that's one thing, if you smoke cannabis and you don't have self-confidence and you're running away from your feelings, you're, you're, you're going to want to get distracted. And I, I remember the inner monologue and even like the after Peru, the teachings, they were very linear, but it was very confusing. Like she would jump from one uh, subject to the other. And then I would get lost sometimes in what was happening because it's weed. Like you're very forgetful. Yes. Like, wrong with your memory? But then after a while, every time I would smoke, I would just want to bring in the spirit of mother. Like I wanted. To connect mother and I just started looking and realizing that in my awareness and even in life when I don't look in people's eyes or when I can't look inside my third eye it's like I can't look at myself and I was uh I was noticing that when I'm uh, not high and I don't have confidence I can't see myself in my uh, imagination but as soon as I bring confidence and you know, uh, the acceptance of all of my shame, all of my fear, being with my, you know, big scary warrior and just being here and now, I can clearly see myself in my, so it's like, because now I'm looking at myself so clearly, like that's how I feel, like uh, cannabis brought me here. And every time that I smoke, she's like, oh yeah, it's enjoyable to be here with me. Because now when you close your eyes, your feelings are very extreme, where if I'm in the, the sober world without cannabis, the feelings are very mellow, like I'm calm. My body is not going through any type of trauma. I could sit and it's uh, it's not extreme, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I miss the extreme. Like uh, if I'm going to do work, I want to extreme, I guess, but. I guess that's why I want to go back to do some work with ayahuasca. That's why I want to continue doing work with the mushroom, with cannabis. And at the same time, kind of keep a balance of not being too tired. And like you say, like if you smoke in the morning, you're kind of messed up by the end of six o'clock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all burnt out.
1: Yeah. Do you feel any calling to use SAPO again?
0: You know, uh, yes, of course. I want a uh, Yes. I want to yes (laughs) both weeks (laughs) do you do uh do you do combo every time
1: Uh, I did it both weeks last time I was there and I've been trying to find someone in Michigan that does it um honestly combo made my body feel so good after like so light I felt like I purged so much trauma so much toxic energy and like even physically, just like after doing that, my body felt great for a long time. And I feel like they, some like people even say that it's like kind of like nature's flu shot almost where it boosts your immune system for up to six months after you use it. And so I would love to use combo again. Um, so a- I think when I go to Arcana, I definitely will.
0: Yeah. So you've got the uh, four burn marks right now.
1: Um, I have two. Two. So I did it both weeks at Arcana. Okay, so they. Uh,
0: they yeah. burnt me twice for the one shot.
1: Oh yeah. No, I only got <laughs> one shot. I guess it's like.
0: Yeah. The, I don't the know. As well matters. You're pretty. Yeah. But,
1: yeah.
0: No, I was super spiritual. Like when I got up from puking so much, I saw the poster for like the first time of uh, Justina uh, mm-hmm. with her lightning fingers and kind of blowing a smoke, I think. And uh it's like she was proud of me like uh, as soon as I looked up it there's a proudness that became over me and it came from that poster I was like as if I never seen that poster kind of before but of course I did I chose that place but it was like so yeah profound but uh, no do all (laughs) what were you gonna say
1: I just gonna say that I feel really connected to Justina even though I've never met her Yes. But I felt like he was in ceremony with us,
0: <laughs> yeah. The poster or energy, I mean, mm-hmm. he's so fluid, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. But no, I'm super called to do uh, all of them 100, yeah. And cannabis, like, uh, oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Like, I'm out <laughs> there's a there's a deep part of me that again, it's going to be magical, whatever, but I feel like. Cannabis and Mother are talking to the shaman, and the shamans are gonna bring me weed, as I do ayahuasca for whatever reason. But I have that dream often, and I don't know. So it's something like I know it supposedly it disconnects, but the way that I use it and the way I connected it to Mother, I feel like there's a proudness in there, and uh, like they interact. Like I've never had a uh, a problem with Mother telling me like cannabis is not good for you because. She's the only thing in my awareness when I smoke cannabis.
1: Yeah, I, I think you could probably call her in like without smoking yeah. it. You could connect to that plant energy while uh-huh. on ayahuasca without actually you know, using cannabis.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I was thinking that. I, do you think sometimes, I mean, when I use my vision, let's say I, I get a yearning of thinking about going to ayahuasca because i, I miss it so much and i want to go back and i feel limited and my ego well this gorilla thing is pissed off because it's unfair so when i allow it to break my shit and then the vision comes in of um, what it's going to be like over there you know just enjoying the here and now because my visions of the when I do a spell, let's say, like, I, my feelings are sad. So therefore I'm going to think of something like ayahuasca to cheer me up or to make me feel good. Often I, I envision like the first day as like a death, you know, like the puking, the dying, the, and the surrendering and meeting the dead, like going one after the other, like everything that I, I've been wanting from myself, I guess, uh, to get answered for so long. Um, yeah, for so long. Even before, like the the week that we did in ayahuasca was just to heal the body and to show me, kind of like uh, this is where you want to go when it comes to the body, and then we'll we'll work on the mind when you come back, you know, kind of thing.
1: Well, I think it, it sounds like almost like it's like a death rebirth cycle, like every ceremony for you. Is oh. that accurate?
0: like yeah uh life all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes I've noticed uh and that the thing with cannabis too that sometimes comes up is I've been doing a lot of uh, dream work but uh, the way that I do it it's weird it's like I don't like I dream of like random things and then I write them down and just I ponder upon it like and I try to see what the message is of and one of the <laughs> the healings that I've had lately was around my nose and my uh, frontal lobe. It's been hurting a lot. And I've been doing the Wim Hof breathing with my nose to be able to activate and to heal the, and plus I asked mother for, there's one uh, nasal passage on the right side that is more blocked than the left one. And I really want to have good uh, breathing from my nose. So I asked mother to heal it. So I've been uh, bringing my awareness to, you know, running and really breathing from the nose and blah 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 and one of the dreams that I had where it was funny it was I was with my father-in-law and he was with a friend and I was in the back seat and somehow he his trailer got stuck in the ditch and we had to go ask for help And so we went up the road and there was a house and I got up to go ask the man for help. And as soon as I knocked on the door, he answered, but like he was pissed. He was the most pissed person I've ever encountered in my life. Like he was so angry at the prospect of coming to help us uh, for the trailer. And in my mind, I was like, hey. You don't. I didn't say it, but I remember like feeling hey, relaxed. It's all good. Like I understand where you're coming from. You're super frustrated, and you don't have to help us if you don't want to. And I was very calm, but he got up, went into his tractor, went super pissed all the way to the where the trailer was in the ditch. He, you know, saw a, a branch and he grabbed the trailer with his hand and he was so angry that he just threw it on the road and it reattached the car like super smooth. And I remember again. Like looking at him, it's like, wow, you're so angry. Like, holy shit. I like, it must suck to be you. like, I just like a respect for him of like, thank you for helping, but man, you're pissed. And he just took the tractor and he left. And when I woke up, I was like, wow, like that was weird. Why would I even dream of that? And then that day, my nose started to bleed. And I noticed that uh, like, I was more patient with my wife. I was more like anger did not bother me. And during the day I noticed like, oh, motherfucker. It's like, she took my anger, the thing that I had trouble separating, showed it to me in a dream through this guy, this archetype that was so fucking pissed and kind of made me surrender, let it go. So now when it comes in my awareness, it's like, oh, it's just a feeling just like any other. And like, I don't feel upset to be upset anymore. And a dream brought that to me. And if I smoke cannabis every day, do you still dream at night? Uh, supposedly it removes your uh, REM sleep.
1: Yeah. When I smoke, I, I don't remember my dreams. Um, So like, that's why I don't like smoking every night before bed, because so much of like my healing comes from dreams. Like, especially like the one you just said, like, it sounds like she showed you exactly like your anger but like from a different viewpoint like just kind of like an objective viewpoint so you could like judge that or like see that without necessarily connecting it to yourself in that dream and then realizing it in the morning that it was your archetype like I've had so many dreams like that bring up like profound stuff like that that like I need my dream time (laughs) so I can't smoke every night just because it just like, even though it makes my body feel good and it makes me feel present in the moment, it does kind of take out like the the astral travel for me.
0: A hundred percent. That's one thing that's keeping me going to, to like really do it like every, you know, if I, like, what would you suggest? Like what, every four days, five days, but I'll have to ask my guides anyways for that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, about uh, the, like the dreams. Um, do you have like a notepad just beside your bed? How do you remember? Cause I have let's like, say like three to four per night. And as I wake up often, I just, and uh, I didn't set it up in the last few days and I, I've been like uh, distracted, but do you have a notepad to write like a little bit or do, are you good at remembering?
1: Yeah, I write down, so I do have a journal where I, like, journal all of, I don't know, like, any, like, profound thing, any, like, thing that I need to remember, I'll write it in my journal. Any, like, meditation, I'll write down everything I saw. Um, in the morning, like, if I don't want to get out of bed, my phone is usually, like, somewhere close to my bed, not, like, right next to it, but closer than my notebook usually is. So I'll write them down in my, like, notes app. Um, but sometimes if my journals, like by my bed, I'll actually like sit up and write it, but it's easier for me to just type it out in the morning. Um, but I find like, as I'm typing like one out, like I'll start to remember different details from the other ones I had. Like throughout the night, like sometimes I'll only remember the first one or like the one that I, that's most recent. And then as I'm writing it, I'm like, Oh, this came before it. So
0: yeah, I've yeah. been waking up like four or five times a night, like after each dream, I actually wake up now. And it's, it's been, I don't know if I trained myself to do that. But it's cool to remember each dream, because you yeah have, like, it's not just uh, one or two, it's crazy. Um, how it's like, I think, oh, this is so obvious. I'm going to remember that. And then on the third dream in, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, now I'm going to start writing them because I forgot <laughs> the first one. <laughs> like, so weird. But yeah, it's super powerful. I never, and even though I'm not uh, lucid dreaming, I really like that it's uh, it's often based on the events of my day, which made makes me feel like even more purpose. Like everything that I'm shown during the day, it be good or bad, is really cool, and it's gonna make me dream in a specific way at night that is just for me, and uh, I really appreciate the the work. <laughs>
1: That's beautiful. Do you do you journal them all?
0: Uh usually I record them. Yeah. In, in a podcast or whatever. Or, but yeah, I do like they're in the it's like keywords basically. I wake up in the middle of the night and I just write like big keywords. And sometimes I write over other words because it's pitch black and I'm just like it's a pencil and a notepad. And because you
1: start, oh sorry. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Did I start what?
1: Um since you've started like recording them or like journaling them, do you feel like you get like deeper messages in your dreams or like more vivid yeah. realizations at all?
0: Yeah. And every moment it's really cool. Like every moment, every day, it's like a new lesson. It's it's uh, like life is uh, magical, even though I'm really bored sometimes and sobriety, like just to have dreams at night um can be boring especially when you have like a lot of tasks and you just need to do them and you do it with honor and like uh, tonight when I came back and I did the dishes it was nice like it was quiet in the house and I was able to really enjoy the process of doing the work like even if it's uh doing something physical because that's doing the work as well uh spiritual and physical kind of go together so like as I was doing the work which is being here and now with the dishes and not thinking of anything else but what the dishes were showing me and the feelings that I was feeling as I was doing the dishes. um, It always like, there's a, there's always like a, how do you call that? A subject during the day, like today's healing is this, and you're going to be focused on this kind of for a day or two, and then you're going to move on to the next one. And then sometimes it goes back like today to revisit my uh, big archetype, like the, the sight of it, like I remember in my third ceremony, when she put it inside of me, how scared I was that it came, it became a trauma. And today I processed, um, you know, the trauma of that image during the third ayahuasca ceremony, like I was so scared of it, but it was cool. So so today's subject is like here and now and um, being one with the ego and really saying thank you for all uh, decisions I make, even the boring one like the most boring one it's like being so thankful yeah yeah
1: that's awesome you kind of like get like an assignment every day pretty
0: much (laughs) or like uh, for a week or so and it's yeah my entire life is this I don't want to do anything else yeah it's uh yeah do you have other hobbies like you have yoga I guess but that's the same kind of very spiritual as well
1: yeah I mean I was talking to my friend Jacqueline about this today. It's like, I'm just so devoted to being of service and being a healer. So any modality that like calls out to me that my guides are like, go do this. I'm like, all right, send me there. (laughs) Like, I'll do it. Um, Like, I'm just like very devoted to my spiritual work, but just like living up to my highest potential. So even if it's like something that's not seemingly spiritual, if I feel like it's it has a greater purpose. Like I'm going to do it. And then that way, like I do get like these little assignments, like, even if it's like, okay, post on Instagram about like your business stuff, like follow your passions and like actually pursue them. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll be here. And then like, if I get led, like, oh, you need to go to Florida at this date. Like, I'll just book it. Cause I'm like, it feels right.
0: <laughs> I love that. And yeah, it's nice that like, do you talk to other people about that? Like, does your family know that you're spiritual like this? Uh, Cause I love it, the no shame aspect of it. That's what I'm looking for. Like, it's uh, like uh, the servitude. Like, I don't mind to saying it out loud now. Like, yeah, I am in servitude of mother and yes. this purpose of, uh, yeah. Thinking about yeah. God, mother or little tasks, like you say, spells or feelings being there with my ego and believing both you know that yeah it's important like hard work is important and spiritual work is important and love basically <laughs> surrender <laughs> Look.
1: yeah 100% like I I think I used to hide my spirituality a lot and kind of be ashamed because it was I didn't want people to think I was just like <laughs> all like hippie woo woo you know um but now it's like this is my life this is who I am it's such a big part of me I can't hide it because I'm doing myself a disservice and everyone else who meets me while I'm not being 100% authentic like they're not meeting the real me and so like I've just committed myself to like speaking my truth and saying what's on my mind you know and like for a long time like I took like a year kind of like while I was like sober and celibate like almost not like fully isolated but really like so many people kind of dropped out of my life and it's it's for the best really like now the people that are in my life and the new people that are coming in are super spiritual they are you know they do respect my beliefs and like they are kind of on that same wavelength and like i don't know it's the more you speak your truth i think the more you manifest people that are similar into your life and so it's it's a lot easier to speak your truth it just becomes like oh this is who I am I'm surrounded by so many other people doing the same and it's just it gets easier if that makes sense
0: (laughs) no it does it's just uh no I love it speaking your truth is a weird uh, statement when I think about it (laughs) it's uh, so paradoxical right (laughs) like what (laughs) is but uh I feel like you should express your truth when it comes to uh, surrendering kind of thing. And like at the general teaching of um, everything is perfect. Like if you say your truth with the idea that you know, like everything's perfect and everything is a teaching and yes, it sucks and it hurts. And, you know, but like there is a purpose. Let's not attack, you know, let's not, uh, you know, like yes, sit with it. Did that idea? Then a hundred percent
1: yeah
0: yeah it's it's the hardest thing because for me to say my truth when I'm insecure is bad I'm gonna hurt so many people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no
1: that yeah I meant more so like my my spiritual truth is yeah. in like what I actually am passionate about but like I agree if I'm like definitely you know feeling so much anger if I say everything on my mind you know that's just not good for anybody
0: <laughs> yeah exactly then uh, yeah it's a it's a good release it's a good purging but there's times in place you know yeah It's the, the same with cannabis like oh if you can do it like the once a week man it's so magical like it's really as as crazy as a mushroom trip like it is insane the, oh yeah the amount of stuff download and you can just have in a moment like uh, that's one thing I was thinking about that like you can see let's say you're one of these old people that is all about the material world life and your concern about the news and your spirituality is out of your life well you know my parents are kind of this type of person like very productive everything's very beautiful but they care and their stress and ah uh, the news and trump and like oh my god to today when I was uh at the park, you know, doing the cannabis ceremony with a friend, we were like laughing and enjoying the, the, the truth of the universe of like, you know, nothing matters, everything matters. And, you know, like when you're high and a person is saying their truth, you know, and that's really like, they're saying their truth to the, uh, through the medicine and they're vibing like this is, I can see myself at 65, 70 year old still doing that. Like, and just yeah. <laughs> laughing my breath off, being spiritual, happy. And like, if you want to dance right now and do a jig right in front of me, I support you. I love you. Like uh, whoever I'm giving my attention to, it doesn't matter, stranger or friend, like you go right ahead. Like, I love you for you. Like we can all change right now if we want. So yes. whatever, like, whatever you did in the past, let it go. It's it's all good. Like spirituality all the way.
1: I agree 100 <laughs> percent
0: Yeah. Super excited. All right. Oh man. That's cool. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice a little bit. <laughs> well, it's been an hour and so. Um do you have anything yet to kind of finalize? That was so cool, by the way. Like talking to yeah, you.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry if I was like a little bit tired on this one. Um don't but ever. This has been a great <laughs> conversation. I feel really great. I feel like I I spoke my truth. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for having me again.
0: That's a pleasure. I love you so much.
1: I love you too.
0: All right, see you later.
1: All right, bye.